sitting down with Olympic champion, world record holder, Kyle Chalmers, who just signed with Arena. Kyle, how's it going, man? And can you tell me a little bit about this new partnership with Arena? Yeah, things are going well. Um, excited to be with Arena. Obviously, it's a brand that I've looked up to for such a long time. All my favorite swimmers really have worn Arena. Uh, a lot of my really good mates like Adam Peaty, Bruno Fratis, uh, Big Florent Manadou, uh, James Magnuson back in the day, obviously all wore Arena. And it's a, it's a brand that I've always wanted to represent because I feel like they have the best products. And for me, um, you know, I've, I've worn Adidas for the last six years and I think the best example I can give is I was 45-5 in the 100 freestyle short course so many times. Like I reckon pretty close to 10 times I went 45.5 for the 100 freestyle and just couldn't get any quicker. Um, and the Australian record was 45.4 uh, held by Matabood. So that was, I desperately wanted to get that, that record. Um, and I got given the arena racing suit, arena cap and goggles when I was in uh, Budapest for the World Cup uh, last year and put the arena racing suit on in Doha the week after and went 45.0 seconds. Uh, and then the week after that went 44.8 seconds. So essentially I've put the arena racing suit on, dropped 0.7 of a second, which is huge in a short course <laughs> race. Um, and for me, as soon as I did that, broke a world record, I went, I need to be with this brand no matter what. So um, it was a very, very easy, simple decision, and I'm very, very, very grateful to be joining the team. And I do think that they have the best products, and I do think that I'm going to get a whole lot better. I know that you know you look at you look at Tokyo. I lost by 0.06 of a second. Um, I think that if I had the arena racing suit on, hopefully things might have been more in my favour. But uh, that's what's to come in Paris, I guess. <laughs> That's that, that's a great story. That's awesome. That uh, yeah. all it took was was the racing suit, and and hopefully, obviously, you'll continue to see those drops moving forward. Let's talk about your plans for the rest of this year. I, everyone knows the news has just been so crazy. Worlds is off. Worlds is back on. You know, everyone has their different focuses. We've heard um, statements from from Swimming Australia saying, "Here's our focus." Um, what's your summer looking like, you know, long-term for this year? Uh, what are your goals heading into the rest of 2022 in terms of, are you going to be a world champs? Are you going to be at comm games? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a whirlwind. I think since, um, obviously I pulled out a world short course to have shoulder surgery. I came home, had the surgery, uh, got straight back in the pool, uh, and, and tried to push it because worlds was supposed to be in April. So, kind of got back in, started pushing, started going for it. Worlds got cancelled and then I kind of went, oh, I would really love a break. Like I haven't had a break since March 2020. I've pushed through for the last two years. I, I didn't have any break over Christmas, New Year's. Haven't been home to see family and friends in two years. So for me, that news of World Championships being cancelled kind of, you know, put it into perspective that, hey, I could have a little break now. So, um, you know, obviously for me, my biggest uh, goal and uh, what I'm working towards now is Paris like Paris is what I want to win so for me it's like if I have this break and a little bit of a timeout now uh, I know that I'm going to be successful in Paris because I'm not going to get a year's down the track and be like oh I'm feeling burnt out I need to have some time off with my friends and family so for me it's the perfect time perfect opportunity to just unwind a little bit have a real hard reset on everything obviously the last two years has been 
overwhelming in so many ways. Um, two shoulder surgeries, uh, getting a silver medal by 0.06 in the second, breaking a world record, the Olympics being postponed and back on. Like, there's been so many different challenges kind of thrown at me that I, as a as a swimmer and as, as an athlete, you bottle everything up and never kind of work through it in that period of time. You kind of just go, you push it aside to focus on that end goal, which is the Olympic Games. Uh, and then obviously I went straight from there to, to Europe to race for six months and then tried to get straight back into it. So for me, I'm just having a little bit of time out now. I've had a couple of weeks out of the water, um, which has been really good. I got to go home to the country and do some fishing with my cousins and uh, see my grandparents I haven't seen for a long time. And then on the weekend, I went to Melbourne to see my see a mate who was his Bucks party, Josh Beaver, who used to swim. So it was good catching up with a lot of the older swimmers that I haven't seen in a long time. And um, now, now I'm back in Adelaide. Uh, I'll meet with my coach, Peter Bishop, this week at some stage and kind of come up with a bit more of a plan. But for me, Commonwealth Games is always is, is the main focus, obviously, there every four years. And I managed to win a few titles at the last one. Uh, unfortunately, lost the title that I was chasing, the 100 freestyle of silver in so gives me more motivation to get back and do that and uh the world championship stuff's just been so so much of a whirlwind that it's kind of almost turned me off of it a little bit but um if my coach decides that's what's going to be best for me to to be successful in paris then that's what we'll do but i think for me it's about having probably a little bit more of a relaxed year to get my shoulders and body completely right get my mind completely right and um and then start that real massive push for Paris and hopefully my body um, responds quite well that it gives me more than six months of preparation this time and I'm able to have two years of preparation that would be beautiful <laughs> no kidding right um, let can you tell me a little bit more about your shoulder how it's doing right now obviously as you mentioned um, you missed short course worlds to have that surgery, you, you know, <laughs> those shoulders have, have had a lot of work on them at this point, but how are they feeling now, um, with the rest? And if you're in the water at all currently? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I, there's kind of two ways to go about, I guess, rehab from it. It's either like I tried to do rush it back as quickly as I could to get back for world championships this year, or you just kind of do your rehab and give it a bit of rest so it can heal and have that time to heal. So for me, Obviously, the last one I had to rush back as quickly as I could because it was the Olympic year and I needed to fire myself back up for that. This time I thought it's the World Championships. I need to fire myself up, so I tried to rush it back. And I think the hardest thing for me is that if it was the four hours I was in the pool a day that my shoulders were in pain, I'd be able to manage that. Like, that would be fine with me. But it's the away from the pool that is the challenge, like the sleeping on my shoulders, the driving, the washing my body, the brushing my teeth and eating like where my shoulders are just in agony from that. But um, they are feeling a whole lot better since having this two weeks off. Um, and they definitely are. Like my, my left one, which is the one I had surgery on in 2020, uh, is feeling hugely better now. Like I don't get any pain from that now. So I know that my right one will be um, completely fine in a period of time as well. It's just everything takes time. Uh, unfortunately, there's no easy fix or quick fix um i tried the quick quick fixes about 25 times i had cortisones in my shoulders i tried those quick fixes and they never worked for me and i tried i've been on anti-inflammatories for the last two and a half years every day so uh i think for me i just need to yeah let the body heal a little bit have some time to freshen it all up so i can have the best crack at paris i possibly can but 
I've got complete faith in my body and I've got complete faith in myself that I'm able to push through challenges and be successful. And I know that my best years of swimming are still definitely ahead of me. That's certainly exciting to hear from my perspective. Uh, so so you, you mentioned your coach, Peter Bishop. Um, we saw a lot of athletes after, after this Tokyo Olympics, they took breaks, you know, and then they kind of found new avenues for themselves. You know, a lot of coaching switches, um, a lot of movement. Uh, you've been with Peter for quite a while now, I think, you know, what's working well in, in, in that relationship for you and, and what, what gives you confidence moving forward with Peter into Paris? Yeah, I've been with Peter for almost 10 years now. So I have so much faith in him. And I think he's not just a swimming coach for me. He's a father figure. He's a good mate. He's a life mentor. He's, um, he's, he's everything I can possibly ask for and more really. So for me, um, he's able to read me as soon as I come to the pool and kind of just knows me so well, knows my body so well that uh, we, yeah, we're able to achieve amazing things together. And I have so much faith. And like, you know, last year for me was such a messy year with having shirt surgery in December and kind of not swimming overly well right up until Olympic trials in June. And I probably started to question Pete and his training a little bit, being like, oh, is this actually what I need? Is this working for me? Because I hadn't done any pace work at all until trials. I'd just been doing a short rest aerobic work, um, just trying to build my fitness up. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then I swam so well at the Olympic Games and I'm like, well, guy's a genius. Like he's, um, he knows exactly what he's doing every single day of the week. Uh, and I have complete faith and complete trust in him. So um, our relationship will continue on massively, and I know that for my Olympic preparation to be successful in Paris, I need him right, right, right on my side and doing it with me. And yeah, I might over the next couple of years have some. Um, I want to, I guess, stimulate the mind a little bit, so I might try to ask if I can do some training camps uh, interstate or even internationally, just to try some different things and um, yeah, have that little bit of stimulation. But I know that as soon as I'm ready to lock in and do that final olympic prep and olympic push it'll be peter and myself um every day of the week working hard and i think the special thing is like i think um you know i i do it for him in a lot of ways like i think i i'm the person that stands behind the block and swims the race but he's the person that sacrifices absolutely everything to for me to be able to do that so um it was very special having him there in in Tokyo this year, and I think if I reflect on it, it's my most memorable moment coming back from my 100 freestyle and being semi-disappointed that I'd lost by 0.06 of a second, but him standing there bawling his eyes out, giving me a hug and just saying how proud he was and how fantastic and amazing that achievement was. And um, from that moment on, I've been able to reflect on it really positively. So very, very lucky to have such a great coach in my corner. And um, yeah, like I said, that life mentor, really that great friend, that father figure. That's that's beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, you're you're making me tear up over here. Uh, so I'm I'm curious about a, a couple more things. So once you get back into training with Peter, uh, what's your training group look like in Adelaide? Training group's awesome. Now we've had uh, Zach Inserti join, who was in the four by one freestyle with and four by two. We've had uh, Matt Temple come across, who's a hundred butterflyer was also in the four by one freestyle with me in, in Tokyo. Great, great hair. Uh, great hair. Exactly. <laughs> Real good, honest Aussie haircut. I reckon if you're looking for an Aussie uh, person that looks like an Australian guy, he's your, he's your guy you look for. And then I think, uh, and then Meg Harris has also come across from Brisbane as well, who was in the four by one, four by two. So 
we've had those three join, uh, obviously myself and Maddie Wilson, who were at the Olympic Games. And then we've got Travis Marnie, who was in 2016 Olympics, so another Olympian. Uh, we've got, and then we've got a couple of younger, oh, sorry, James McKetney, who went to Commonwealth Games for the 50 breaststroke. And then we've got a couple of young young girls that are coming through as well. So this, the training squad, um, yeah, is, is awesome. It's pretty elite, um, especially for Adelaide. Normally we've had kind of one person on the team or um, sometimes no one on the team. So now to have a big group of elite swimmers, it's um, it's going to be very special for me to be able to push myself. I've never, had a, I've never had a training partner. So to be able to actually train against guys who are doing similar paces, similar times to me will be, um yeah exciting and probably scary in a way as well i think i'll just continue to get better because i'm i'm very competitive i don't like losing from the warm-up to the cool down so um yeah i think i think i'm on for a couple of pretty good years ahead that that sounds exciting to have those guys and and those gals and it seems like a good group moving forward um so so then yeah more of a philosophical question to end but as you mentioned, the goal is Paris, you know, obviously looking at the hundred free, you got gold in 16 silver in Tokyo by a hair. I mean, what, what, what's moving you forward into Paris? Um, and because as you said, you're laser focused on that, you know, that's the end goal for you, your third Olympics, you've, you meddled in 200 freestyles already. What, what's, what's the motivation or what's, keeping you going for that third Olympics and that third hundred free Olympic final? Um, the envisionment of having a gold medal sandwich, I think that's, uh, you know, you've got the gold medal, the silvers, the, the piece of ham in the middle and you have the gold medal at the top. So for me, that would be um, very special. But I think, I think for me, the biggest thing is like I lost by 0.06 of a second. And I think that's all the motivation and determination that I need to come back and do it all again. I think it would have been, Extremely challenging if I rocked up in Tokyo after just having shoulder surgery, won the hundred freestyle and broke the world record. Say like, how do you how do you mentally kind of come back from that and be like, yeah, I can push on for another Olympics. Um, but to co- to go there and lose by just my reaction time off the blocks, it uh, motivates me more than anything to be back there and and like I said, win that gold medal sandwich. So. I think, uh, yeah, the fire in the belly is is definitely uh, stronger than it's ever been. That's such a sensational answer. Um, <laughs> well, that's really exciting to hear. Kyle, it's always great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to sit down and chat. And I hope things go well moving forward for you in training. Appreciate it, mate. Good to chat to you. And I'll, uh, I'll chat to you again soon, I'm sure. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.